What do you believe God's plan is for Rudy and Lily's life? What do you believe that God's plan is for your life? This year, I want you to understand the purpose that God has for your Christian walk. He wants to grow you. And that is our most important visual thing that we need to have is God wants to grow my faith. You know, when we were little kids, we used to measure on the door frame, you know. Did any of you do that? Get the pencil out and, and with each year, with each month, you know, I, I, I've got a son who's still doing that. He wants to know how, he wants to know if he's taller than me. And he's, he's knocking at the door. Two inches are yet to, to pass me up. But you know, it's, it's something that we really focus on and we think about a lot when we're young. Am I growing? Am I, is, am I, am I, am I growing? You know, when we get older, we worry about the other kind of growth. We gotta be careful with that. But I want to ask you, do you have a place in your house where you're not measuring your height, but measuring your face? Like a little kid, finding that place. Is my faith growing? Am I growing this year? Am I really going to the next level? And if not, it's time to get the pencil and the ruler out. And there's a very practical way that you can do that, and we're going to talk about it. But today we're going to look at some, some scriptures. All organisms, all living organisms were made to grow. You know, and you can even notice it in some of the most difficult places. You know, you go to a, even particularly now that we've had all this rain, if you, you go out here to the, to the main street, to Holt, if you notice there in the, the island, the median, there's a little weed that's growing up in the crack of the cement. You can't keep that weed from growing. You can chop it down, but it'll be back. God makes things so they'll grow. Look what it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15. Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand. And let's open our Bibles back to Ephesians. Ephesians Chapter four. You know, and it's it's exciting to think about Rudy and Lily and the great plans. But if you've been in the church a while and you haven't grown, you got to ask yourself the question: Am I fulfilling God's purpose? The reason He made me, and was this His original intention that I just kind of flatline? And the truth is, you don't stay the same. You actually drop. You actually lose faith. By not growing. Look what it says here. Ephesians chapter 4. In verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles. Some to be prophets. Some to be evangelists. And some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach the unity of the faith. And the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature. Attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of men and their deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, 
we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body is joined together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I want you to get a visual image of what God wants to do in His church without exception of any member. And if you're here visiting here with us, I want to encourage you that if you begin this quest of living for Christ, your life will change. Your, your life will grow. And along with that, the other people that are around you. You know, Jesus talked about this, and He made it very clear. Look at this passage in Matthew chapter 13. He told this parable... And Jesus always used parables to compare the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, with our lives. And look what he says here in chapter 13, verse 31 and 32. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seed, yet when it grows, it is the largest of all the garden plants. And becomes a tree so that the birds can come and perch on its branches. Now imagine this visual. And Jesus was very specific. He had a way of sharing a parable that was inspiring but very precise in describing our faith. And in another place he says that if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can do what? You can move a mountain. You can tell this mountain, so it's, it's, it's a powerful thing. Just a seed of faith. And so we're going to look at three stages of faith today. Number one, seed faith. I'll tell you what Rudy and Lily have starting today. Seed faith. Young baby Christians have seed faith. It's the most basic. It's necessary for salvation. But it's powerful. And then you move on as you grow and you follow God's plan. You have plant faith. And we'll spend most of our lives as disciples in this stage. Plant faith. And then number three, and only a few get to reach this stage of faith. It's not for everybody. And you'll see why at the end. It's a quest. It's my quest. I want to have tree faith. But I'll never know until the end, until God makes it clear. So let's begin. Let's look at seed faith. You know, a mustard seed, and we like the inspirational visual because it's a very tiny seed. About the, some of you are writing, the, the tip of your pen is the size of a mustard seed. And some of us have received mustard seeds. We've given them out. We've handled them. Some of our ministers have passed them out. At midweeks and different services and at Bible talks. It's very small yet very powerful. And Jesus said this to inspire us. Even with the littlest faith, you can do amazing things. And most of the miracles in the New Testament were done with this type of faith. See, because Jesus had to, had, people had to believe in him in order for him to perform miracles. And where there's no miracles, guess what? There's no faith. And if you ask the question, well, why isn't God working more in my life? 
Why is it flat? Why is it hard? Why is it challenging? Well, there's a couple of reasons, but one reason may be that you don't have faith. You're lacking faith. When Jesus went to his hometown, he could do no miracles because they did not believe. But this seed faith is a precious newborn belief. It's the first encounter with Jesus in a relationship. And it must be cared for and nurtured. It's vulnerable to outside elements, destructive elements, destructive forces, heat, and severe conditions. And so that's why it's very important when you have a baby Christian that they're cared for and they also understand, i got to take care of my faith. Because a lot of times what happens to young Christians within their first year, they shipwreck their faith. And it's a sad thing. But it's here so we can remember. So that if you're a young Christian or if you meet someone who becomes a Christian, you need to make sure they understand. You've got to take care and guard this precious faith that you have. And we move on to plant faith. Plant faith. The next stage of faith. When planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants. Now, I did some research on the mustard seed. And uh, according to the Jewish Encyclopedia, uh, the Jewish mustard tree, not plant, the tree that Jesus was referring to is no longer in existence. I'm not absolutely sure, but one thing I am sure in my study is that for the, the Jews of the time of Jesus, the mustard seed plant was, it was undesirable. In fact, it was an annoyance. No one, they had prohibited people from putting mustard seeds in their garden. And you want to know why? Because it was explosive growth what these mustard seeds do. One plant will produce a thousand seeds in one year. And when a, when a, when a mustard seed got planted, it would spread out everywhere and would take over the whole garden. People hated mustard seeds, but they got the visual. You see, that's what the kingdom of God can do if we understand and grasp faith. Why are churches now stagnant and not growing and not spreading like this mustard seed? It comes down to that simple element of faith. And if you and I want to see the gospel spread, what's the number one ingredient? Faith. But boy, when you get faith, even at the plant level, it gets out of Control, And that's what they were afraid of with the mustard seed. It would get out of control. And you couldn't stop it. Plant faith. You know, we'll spend most of our lives and time as believers in this stage. And it's very important. A plant is doing what? It's growing. And you've got to, you've got to ask yourself this question. Are you going to grow this year? You were made to grow. It's important. Maybe last year you didn't grow. But it has to be a conscious decision that you make. I want to grow this year. And I want to see what God's going to do in my life, how I'm going to be changed. And this face must be, you must fight to survive. And this is what Paul told Timothy, fight the good faith, the fight of faith. You will suffer at this stage attacks on your plant faith. 
And even in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, take up the shield of faith. You guys seen that movie Gladiator? Those Roman soldiers, when they were out in the Colosseum, how big were their shields? They were enormous. Some of those shields were almost the size of, of, of a full-grown man. It was to protect their whole body. My concern is with some of you, you've got these little tiny shields. You know, and, 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 uh, and uh, Braveheart, you know, you get some of these guys from the, 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 the province of Scotland and they have these little shields. Right? And they're out there trying to fight and then, the, 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 then all the, the arrows would come and just go right past because the shield wasn't big enough. And one guy got it right in the backside because the shield wasn't big enough. How about you? And, and this scripture talks about flaming arrows. They're going to go in and they're going to burn you. They're going to burn up your faith. And not for that, for some of us in our families, it may just destroy our whole family and marriage. I've seen it. Even in this past year, we've seen some incredible things happen, but one couple in particular left the faith. Baptized last year and they left the faith. And I found out about a week ago, it was so sad, that they've been divorced within a year. And that family's been ripped apart. So sad. But you know, that can happen to any one of us, the strongest of us, if we're not well shielded and we're not protected. You've got to fight for your faith and you've got to guard your faith because it will come under attack. Because Satan knows if I can get your faith, if I can mess up your confidence and your mindset, even what we saw in the first part of the service about you not being a masterpiece, if I can convince you that you're nothing and that you're useless and you're worthless and you're everything that the world says about you in a negative sense, I've got you. But if you will believe what God says and thinks about you, then you're going to be strong. Mustard seed faith plants can grow out of control considered... And they were considered a nuisance in Jesus' time, but they got the visual. He's talking about a kingdom that's going to spread all over the place, and you can't stop it. That was one of the hardest things for gardeners to do. Once it started, it's like bamboo. The same thing happens now. They won't allow in some communities any bamboo plants. And you want to know why? Because they get out of control. They jump over into the neighbor's yard and the other neighbor's yard, and there's just no way to stop them. And nothing else will grow except those bamboo plants. Plant faith is made to grow. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 1 through 3. Paul talks about this. It's, it's, it's a growing more and more faith. And we've got to make sure that, especially young Christians, that we allow them to grow. When they go from the seed to the plant, turn them loose. Let them grow their faith. Don't stop them. Don't hold them back. Let their faith grow. And how do we let our faith grow? Big prayers. I had a conversation with one brother this, this Wednesday, and he told me his, his faith goal for our faith group. I said, bro, that's an aggressive goal. But I support it, and go, baby, go. You go with your faith. I'm not going to hold you back. I'm not going to hold God back. But too often we, we do that with young plants. Plant faith is, needs deep roots. It's said of a mustard seed plant that the root system grows three times as fast as the upper part of the branches of the plant. So you can think that that 
that plant is not growing. You say, well, it's only this big and it's not really getting big. But all the while, when it doesn't look like it is, what's happening underneath the ground? It's growing deep. Three times the size. That means if you've got a 21-foot mustard seed tree, how deep is it? 63 feet down. And the mustard seed doesn't go out. It goes down, then out. 63 feet down. How hard would it be to rip out a mustard seed? That's why they hated them. You can't get rid of it. And then they spread and they go crazy everywhere. But a mustard seed's roots grow down deep. The deep roots. And they're weather tested once they get that low. How deep are your roots? And what are we talking about when we talk about a deep root system? We're talking about a relationship with God. You and Him. Where you're connected. And it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what I say in the lesson. You've got it. You understand. You and God are tight. And it doesn't matter what happens in your life. If someone, if someone leaves, if someone falls away, it doesn't matter. It hurts, but it doesn't shake your faith. It's a proven, tested, deep faith. And that's why these plants, they have these deep root systems, so they will not be removed. Mustard seed trees grow up to 21 feet high, but yet they grow 72 feet wide. Now that's a wingspan. We're saying maybe to cover from side to side of the stage. That's huge. They grow out. Why do they grow out? Visualize this. Jesus visualized the mustard seed tree as a wingspan like this so they could just hug you and grab you in. That's a nice visual. But you know, underneath that, once it's grown, no other plants can grow under its shade. Because it grabs all the light. And as I said, it may not look like it's growing on the outside, but... It's growing deep. That's why we need to understand. We may think when we're going through a time of testing in our faith, well, I'm not growing. You're just not growing on the outside, but your roots are growing. You're getting deep roots. So if this is your year, this year, if this is your year of testing, and it's hard, and you hate it, and you wish it would be over, let God work. Because what He's trying to do is give you a deep root system so that you, in time, when you have your family and when you're moving on and you've got other things and more responsibilities, you'll be ready. Your faith will be strong. And you'll be able to withstand. Now, beware of fake faith. Beware of fake faith. Here's some things that can describe fake faith. You've got your show-up faith. There's people that believe... That because if they just show up at church, they have faith. I just, all I have to do is attend church. Jesus would never would have accepted that. It's more than attending church. It's a relationship. It's a walk. So show up faith is not enough. You got listen up faith. Well, I hear the message. I listen to the messages. And even some of us may be attempted to go online and get the Ustream version. I don't even have to go. I just got to listen to the message. Please don't do that. There's so much more than attending church and hearing messages. It's about the fellowship. It's about the whole package. It's about the walk with God. It's about the stepping out on faith. And then you got the dress-up faith. People that come to church and they look nice. And you think, man, that guy has faith. Look how he came to church. He came with a hat on. A slick hat. Careful with that dress-up faith. It's not about the flash. It's about what you have on the inside. That's what counts. Or pay up faith. 
Well, I give my tithe. And let me tell you, I'm a consistent giver. And I tithe right up to the number. I don't give net. I give gross. But that, that pay-up faith is, hey, I pay the ministers to do the work. I pay them so they can study the Bible with people. And that's all I do. I just pay. I give. And that's my faith. See, and that's limited. And then you got the get-up faith. Some of you need that get-up faith. Get-up-in-the-morning faith. Or no, in this case you say, well, get-up, meaning you go to the altar call, you respond to the message, very emotional. Man, the message really moved me. Or you got the talk-it-up faith. You talk a good game. And then the last one is hold-it-up faith. And this is scary. Because when you stop growing... You know what happens to the people around you? You hold them back. Imagine the inspiration if more of us were growing. And last year, so many people were growing. And you know who they are. You saw it. Well, why don't you take it on? Why don't you say, hey, I want to grow too. And then imagine what it would be like if all of us are growing. No one will be held back. Rudy and Lily will walk around and go, man, I want to be like that. I want to grow like that. There's so many people growing. And it becomes an expectation. Instead of, as remember, I remember when I was a young college student, went to church, and you know, the campus ministry was hot. We were hot. I mean, we were loud and everybody knew we were in the house. There's about 40 of us. And we would share our faith and we would have friends with us. And you know, we were, we were, we were on it. We'd be there on time and we'd stay in fellowship. But then we get to the service and we look around and go like, man. What's wrong with everybody else? We weren't trying to be negative, but it was obvious. You know, that. and then a midweek, we'd go to midweek service, and we'd be there, all 40 of us again, and we'd be there in the front row and ready to go. We'd look around and say, why is it only half of our membership show up for midweek service? Sound familiar? Some of you don't even remember what a midweek service is like. Because you don't need it. You don't need that fellowship. You don't need that faith, that faith boost, that faith shot of a message. You've got it, right? All you need is Sunday. That's enough. Be careful with that. See, what God wants to do with us is He wants to build a church where all of us are growing. And it's inspiring. It's exciting. You look around, you get, you get excited, and you get inspired, you get your faith built up by what's happening with the people around you. And then we finish here with great tree faith. Luke chapter 13, verse 19. It says here, birds perch in its branches, and it provides a home for others. A great tree faith is not seasonal. In fact, a mustard seed, when it's full grown, is always green. A mustard seed tree can survive a drought of three and a half years under a 70 foot, 72 foot limb. No weeds can grow. In fact, sheep love the mustard seed tree because they go under the branches and they find shade. And when water runs off of the leaves of the mustard seed, they love the smell, but also there's a chemical reaction in their wool that it bites and kills off ticks, fleas, and other parasites without harming or damaging the wool. 
Think Jesus was describing a message with the mustard seed tree? What does it provide? A home, a safe refuge. That's what your faith can do for somebody else. You can be that healing refuge where they got fleas and the ticks and all this stuff all over them, and they come by you and it's all gone. Anybody got any tick in your marriage, in your family, in your life? And to think about this, I want to give, give you a visual. This is your life. I've shown this before, but get a visual for you. just want to go under that tree and take a nap? That's a good idea. Hang one side of the hammock on the big branch and then another branch and just go and just take a nap. What if that tree didn't grow and you're out there in the field? No tree, no refuge. No place to go to find rest. You know, and you got the visual, but Rudy didn't share it, but when he met Ceci that day, he shared it with us the day before yesterday. He said to us, we were about to call it quits in our relationship. Because we were fighting and arguing and we were about done. And when Ceci spoke to us, we started to get hope. We came to church, we started studying the Bible, we found hope. And so instead of going that other direction that they were headed, God turned them in a totally different direction. They didn't get separated. They got married. And now because of God and the, and the faith that He's provided them through His Word, and now they have the Holy Spirit, look out. Because that mustard seed is going to grow. So I want to I want to leave this with you today. To have a goal to grow this year. To grow your faith like this tree. To have a long-term goal. You know, we have a 2020 plan in our region. Do you have a 2020 plan for your life? How you want to see your faith grow from different stages so you get that mark on the on the on the on the the frame of the door and you go and you mark, this was my faith in 2010. And then at the end of 2011, you go, here's my faith now. And you get that 72-foot wingspan, like Joe Newfield, that you could just wrap your arms around the region. We need more Joe Newfields. We need more Dave Mosses. We need more Tates and Lydia's. We need more Josh Peterson's. We need more Mike Meads. We need more house church leaders like the Lickfelts, the Priors, the Hollandsheds. We need so many more people. We need more faith group leaders that can raise up and lead a, a faith group. We need more shepherd leaders in the faith group. We need more need leaders. We need more hospitality leaders. 
We need so many more people so that we can be that big, fat tree. So that people, when they walk in the door, they can find hope. They can find refuge. I've got something for you if the ushers could go ahead and pass these out. I've got something for you this year. It's a little uh, kind of a fat uh, bookmark. Okay? On the one side, we've got the, uh, the springboards of faith. And these are things that have been proven to grow people's faith. If you do these five things, and one of them you actually can't do, it just happens to you, but if you frame it right, as we talked about in our series on amazing faith last year, you're going to grow your faith. So I want you to have this, put it in your Bible and remind yourself and just go through it. Hey, Kate, am I doing this? Am I, am I applying the scriptures, practical application? One, am I applying the word of God in my life? And I, you know, Josh and I and the ministers are making a real big effort to make sure that everything you hear from here is practical and you can apply it today. You can walk out of here and apply it today. Then the second one, private practice. And this is very much yours. That you will, Jesus called them the uh, acts of righteousness in Matthew 5, 13 and 16. Your quiet times. Your faith will grow if you have regular quiet times every day. Because when, you're, when the Word of God and your prayers intersect, your faith grows. It includes praying, fasting, giving your tithe and sharing your faith. And there are the scriptures. And providential relationships. One of the things that we want to make sure is that people have great relationships in their faith group. That they're tied in in the teen ministry and the preteen ministry. These can be applied in all stages. Even in the children's ministry. Many parents don't realize that when they miss a service, their kids miss being with their friends on Sunday. Because their faith is going to grow based on those relationships all the way through. In life, And then number four, pivotal circumstances. And number five, a personal ministry. And that's what we're talking about, stepping up and stepping out in faith. If you do not have a personal ministry yet, I want to encourage you to be discovering your gifts, looking at a way that you can serve God and His church, either here or outside. You can do it in the community, but something that is stretching your faith. So these five things, if you do this this year, I promise you, your faith will grow. Because these are proven faith growers. And then on the back, you've got your 2011 big prayers. I want to encourage you to get a Sharpie pen, permanent pen, and write them down. Okay? Write down your big prayers and pray them consistently with faith. And look what has happened this year because of our big prayers. God is on the move. And we need to do it again. What are your big prayers? And be asking each other, sharing with each other your big prayers. Because I'd like to know what your big prayers are. Okay, so that's for you to keep. Put it in there, remember. And what, is, what were you created for? What is your purpose here on earth? You were made to grow. Don't ever forget that. And don't ever let anyone stop you from growing and being all that God wants you to be. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.